Nature Climate Change, based in the UK. Frontiers in Climate in Switzerland. PLOS Climate, with headquarters in California. The Journal of Climate Change, published in Amsterdam. Scholarly publishers around the world have taken up the challenge to publish the latest research on what may prove to be the story of the century, that technologies created by humankind are altering the natural ecosystem of planet Earth with dangerous consequences. Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Velocity of Content. Publishing is sharing information and data on climate change, even while taking steps to drive systemic change within its own sector. Publishing 2030, launched last week, is a one-year project that aims to support and test early-stage ideas that will positively contribute to the publishing sector's sustainability. Rachel Martin, co-founder of the Publishing 2030 Accelerator and Global Director of Sustainability at Elsevier, joins me now from Amsterdam with the details. Welcome to Velocity of Content, Rachel. Very excited to be here, Chris. Well, thank you for joining me. How does the Publishing 2030 Accelerator plan to promote systemic change in the publishing sector regarding climate action? Well, perhaps maybe let's take us back a little moment. So last year, in the lead up to COP26, which was the UN's conference on climate change, we saw that many of the world's leaders strengthened their commitments towards becoming net zero. So we saw China make a declaration to become net zero by 2060. We saw India make a target of 2070. And across in the US, we also saw that they rejoined the Paris Agreement and quite recently have now strengthened their commitments further. And in my home country of Australia, we finally strengthened our commitments as well. So we know that this is top of mind. And within our sector, we've seen that both small and big publishing um, houses have made uh, commitments themselves to become net zero. And I think they help to create both awareness of the climate emergency, but also start a discussion within their organisations. And this is really where the accelerator comes in. We have to acknowledge that what it takes to become net zero is technically possible. We don't need any more fancy technology. What is required and the biggest challenge is to really have a think of our sector, think about our workflows, our processes, and actually figure out how we're going to reach these goals. Now, I think it's a little scary if we consider that 75% of the climate pledges I just mentioned are technically not going to get us to that net zero position by 2050. So we need people in our sector to move faster, people who have the resources and the time and the passion and the dedication. And that's what the accelerator is really all about. It is about moving these ideas that we keep hearing, that we keep discussing into action. We're going to test early stage concepts. We're going to see the viability of some of these assumptions that we've made and make them available for the sector to develop and to grow and to really move it on. And the Publishing 2030 Accelerator, Rachel Martin, is not about technology then, but about commitments. And so tell us, who are the initial signatories and key sponsors of Publishing 2030? So... As you've mentioned, it's a one-year project. So what we wanted were people who were doers. So um, this means the initial signatories um, have really dedicated their time, their availability, their knowledge, um, and in some cases resources to make these a reality. So the initial um, sponsors or signatories to our manifesto um, are obviously my partner in crime, Jorg, who's the founder and manager of the Future Book Forum uh, at Kennan. And we have two chairs, so Mikhail Coleman, 
who is the uh, chair of the Inclusive Publishing and Literacy Committee at the International Publishers Association, and Richard Sharkin, former IPA president um, and well-known in our industry, who will help us chair, and both of those are signatories. We have a small steer co, and that's um, formed by uh, the International Publishers Association and the Federation of European Publishers, both of which are keen to look at what we're doing and help guide and, and steer the direction of the accelerator. And of course, we have the members, um, and it's the full list is available on the website, of course, but I'm pleased to see we've got printers such as Mark Freitag from Livonia Print, and we also have um, others such as Jose Manuel Anata from the International Publishing Distribution Association and other members who are, print, who are publishers like Elsevier and Planata and, of course, Angus Phillips from the Oxford International Centre for Publishing. So it's a diverse group uh, and I'm sure as the um, announcement has gone out that we will get more people and we'd love to have more people involved who are really willing to be doers um, and contribute to the manifesto. And when you launched Publishing 2030 Accelerator on October 4th, there was a five-point manifesto that went with it. Tell us about that. So it's a five-points manifesto because we do need a little bit of commitment to, to kick us off. Um, the first one is really just to commit to take responsibility. Everybody loves the book. Everybody understands the book. Um, but we want the book to also love the planet as well. And I think, you know, there are areas in our business and our operations in our sector that we could be doing more on, particularly around carbon emissions and environment. So the first is really to, to commit to taking responsibility and, and saying that this is really an important part. The second one's really around driving change. So we really want to put sustainability at the heart of our organisations and our sector. And that has to be about challenging our established thinking. We have elements like book returns, book fairs. Um, the way we used to do business, particularly pre-COVID, really highlights that there is this need to seize those opportunities presented by virtual meeting or travelling less that could really benefit and help us in terms of carbon emissions. The third one's around acceleration of action. So we definitely feel the time for talking is done. We want a one-year project. Uh, we want to deliver some outcomes. And we want a community of people who are not afraid of testing and learning. I'm sure we will uh, find some areas that really do need future development and we'll also find areas which we might possibly fail in. And that's okay as well. This is about a learning process. It's about you know, getting some people together to test out these ideas so everybody else doesn't have to test them out as well. It's also about shared experience. So that's our fourth commitment. This isn't a closed group where we're going to develop a fully fledged idea. No, this is really about sharing our learnings and our processes, our concepts, our ideas, testing them with um, the wider sector and inviting others to come along on the journey as well. And of course, we want to hold ourselves accountable, which is the last part of the manifesto. You know, the community needs to drive progress and we have to be accountable for it. We don't want to say, hey, here's our work streams and then not deliver. We definitely want to be able to come in a year's time and say, hey, we had this idea. We tested the concept. We got a whole heap of people involved and this is the outcome and this is what the sector can do next. So this is really about acceleration. And Rachel Martin, what steps have publishers already taken to advance the UN Sustainable Development Goal 13 around climate action? 
So I see a lot of action happening. Like I mentioned, in the lead up to COP26, a lot of um, uh, publishing houses, big and small, made their own commitments. I was really impressed to see in the United Kingdom, uh, the Publishers Association launched Publishing Declares, uh, which was a commitment, and I think they've got nearly 100 signatures um, for publishing and publishing organisations looking to, again, put climate on on the agenda and try and get to net zero by 2050. I do think that it's a really incredibly important step to really put that final destination out there. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll have Frankfurt and, you know, people will come by different means of transport. Chris, you might come by plane. I'm coming by train. But we know the final destination is Frankfurt. And that helps us to really crystallize the actions needed to work back and create the roadmap to get to net zero. And so I found like that was very, very refreshing. I also found that there was a lot of stuff happening in terms of being a responsible business. So lots of publishers, my my publishing house included, have been doing a lot of work of upskilling around data gathering. So we need lots of data. We need to figure out what our you know, scope one, scope two, so our direct location emissions are, we need to be able to report them, we need to be able to track them. So there's been a lot of work with that and with our suppliers to gather that information. I've been super impressed to see how sophisticated printers actually are in terms of their their ideas of, you know, actually having a a carbon calculator, um, reporting on it, capturing it, um, and and publishers are no different as well. Um, There's been some interesting developments there. Various carbon calculators have been launched. And even at my own business, you know, we're really looking at doing this for up to, I think we're coming on to 15 years. Uh, And what we see is that, you know, we've already got a 70% reduction in our direct location-based emissions uh, since 2010, nearly by looking at our scope one and scope two and optimizing, you know, our office locations um, and really putting into place there. So there's a lot of movement around it. The second biggest area I see in terms of publishers and what we're doing is engaging with our suppliers. There's a big push to make sure everybody's on this journey as well. I've been really heartened to see that in many locations uh, internationally, uh, for example, in the Nordics, in the UK and in other places, um, Australia, there's an engagement to look at creative industries more broadly to really include uh, printers and paper mills and um, to have a look at that whole supply chain. And so the building blocks are really there. And that's why the accelerator is also really, really important as well, because we can um, share and tap into all of these networks that are developing. And I think the final thing which sometimes gets overlooked is on the content side. I mean, we can't forget that we're publishers. And I've been so impressed to to see how content has been used. I mean, there's lots of studies, lots of data that show that, you know, in COVID times, the public were buying up, you know, environment books in all sorts of different formats, whether that be fiction or storytelling or um, factual. There were all sorts of appetite out there for climate-related information. For academic publishers, there was a great initiative um, last year launched called the Climate Change Knowledge Initiative uh, developed by um, Kudos and I I think Cactus. And what that did was to translate, um, you know, really important climate-related research into layperson summaries so people could access and understand that research. At our uh, publishing house, we have the SDG Resource Centre and we often do curated issues for um, things like World Environment Day, um, Biodiversity uh, and COP26 and COP27 coming up um, to really, you know, highlight and showcase the research that's out there. 
And we've also done quite a lot of work and I, I see a lot of conversations within the industry as well around how do we get people to really understand and action the research that we're publishing? And so there's a lot of work at the moment of, you know, how do we make sure that when we're publishing this amazing stuff, that it's getting into the hands of the practitioners or the policymakers or the general public to make informed decisions? And so we've been really heartened to see a lot of conversations around scholarly communications, confidence in research, um, and all the impacts that it has around it. So there's a lot of work happening, particularly within uh, the academic publishers, who, I must admit, were the first to sign on for the SDG Publishers Compact. Very early and very enthusiastic. And Rachel Martin, this attention to the global supply chain, it really changes the perspective, doesn't it? You mentioned how important content is to publishing, but now publishers see themselves as part of an entire range of workflow. Indeed, indeed. And I think because carbon emissions and, of course, looking at the value chain, you know, nobody's going to get to net zero by themselves. We all kind of have to work together. Um, and recognition of that has been incredibly important. You know, in the lead up to COP26, it was um, a joint statement that was issued by, I think, the International Publishers Association alongside the key players. And it was the first time that everybody really crystallized that, yeah, we should put this on the agenda and that we have to really work together for this. Um, and getting us into the room and having the discussions was incredibly important last year. And now it's time to kind of see, okay, how do we move some of those ideas, those tricky, really hard to move things? I mean, book returns or, um, you know, recycling or, you know, end of life for our products is really hard. Um, and we need to kind of start thinking about making those choices now and having the forums there where we can have those discussions um, have been incredibly important. Um, and I really hope and I'm really excited to see the outcomes of all of these different um, work streams and um, areas and to share that knowledge, not just amongst um, publishing, but also internationally as well. And as a follow-up to all that activity that began at least as far back as COP26 a year ago, the SDG Publisher Compact Fellows recently conducted a survey to understand better how academic publishers are, are relating all of these efforts to the SDG framework. So do you have any preliminary results that you can share? What I have heard in terms of feedback around the, the, the classifications um, from the SDG Compact Fellows has been for at least for academic publishers is that it varies dramatically, right? So there's some people who are very advanced, um, my publishing house included, in terms of categorization of SDGs. Um, we use a combination of categorization, but we also use AI and what we like to call a special source uh, in order to make sure that we have accurate recall on um, SDGs related to research. Whereas others are at the starting process and kind of say, okay, this is really important. Many of them have signed up to the SDG Publishers Compact and are then are really looking at, okay, what does this mean? And so the HESI SDG Compact Fellows Group and their survey and what they have sent out is a really great way of taking those very 10 broad commitments that the compact says and boiling it down to the academic kind of application for that. And I think the taxonomy and the classifications working stream is incredibly important to really move the needle here because 
you know, it's not just about us saying, hey, this article relates to SDG number three. We need everybody to be talking the same language and the same ideas, right? So there's an element of standardization that could really help elevate, I think, the whole whole sector. And the International Publishers Association will hold a sustainability summit in Frankfurt at the Book Fair on Wednesday, October 19th. And you'll be speaking about two workstream initiatives, the carbon footprint of an individual book and a distributed printing network idea. So give us a further preview of what publishers attending the summit will learn. Well, first and foremost, you'll get to hear from our wonderful UN partners. So the UN publications team, they've done their first stock take a survey of SDG publisher compact members, so not just academic publishers, but actually, you know, the trade, um, our trade associations and everybody who is nearly 300 signatories. So we hope to give some little bit of a, a detail about how the compact's being received, what kind of actions happened and where some of those gaps might be um, to really um, help elevate the sector more broadly. Um, I'm really excited to be with Jorg on stage where we will be um, talking about the uh, Publishing 2030 Accelerator. So the first work stream, we're really hoping to uh, present a concept about, you know, how do you calculate an individual um, footprint of a book? Uh, and what does that mean? Many times when I come to um, a lot of meetings and I talk to lots of different publishers, they tell me, you know, people will pay more for a sustainable product. And I think we have yet to test that idea. Um, so I'm really hoping that we can at least start the conversation. So that will be really, really exciting. Um, my colleague Jorg will talk about the distributed printing network. And that's really like print on demand has been around for a while. That's not a new technology. Like I said, the technology exists. But, you know, what does that actually mean in, in practice? You know, what would need to change if we were to fully utilize the technology that print on demand might uh, present. And he has some initial thoughts um, and concepts that he's going to present there. So that will be really exciting. Um, and of course, we're very excited that the IPA is hosting and they will be um, talking to us as well around some interesting things the UK Publishers Association also have recently brought out a carbon calculator. So this is for publishing houses to calculate their own emissions as well. And so they'll be there to talk about that. So practical, amazing inspirational uh, presentations that hopefully gets everyone very excited at Frankfurt. Rachel Martin with Elsevier and the Publishing 2030 Accelerator. Thanks for speaking with me today. Pleasure. And I love coming and talking to you. That's all for now. Our producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. You can subscribe to the program wherever you go for podcasts. And please do follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. I'm Christopher Keneally. Thanks for joining me on Velocity of Content from CCC.